It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. UC Medical Center doctors gave a very positive update on DeMar Hamlin's health on Thursday. The NFL reportedly will not resume the Bengals-Bills game, and the Bengals play a game against Baltimore in Week 18. I'm joined by Joe Goodberry to talk about all of those topics. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, joined today by Joe Goodberry, former co-host of the Locked On Bengals podcast, currently doing his own thing over on the Cincinnati Bengals Talk YouTube channel. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And as always, if you're new to the show, as the Bengals are coming off of a tumultuous week and preparing to get back to football and the playoffs and all that entails, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Bengals podcast on YouTube or follow on any audio platform where you listen to your podcasts. We're delivered to your devices every day with our coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals. And obviously we will start today, Joe, with the update on DeMar Hamlin's health from UC Medical Center, the Doctors leading his care, I believe a trauma physician, one of those two, gave a an extended press conference at the Buffalo Bills, at least live-streamed, and really great to get positive news. I, I liked the heartwarming, and almost storybook. He asked when he wakes up, he's writing to communicate at this point as of the time of recording. He's writing to communicate, did we win? And, and the doctors told him, you won the game of life. Uh, so, the, you know, the saying that he's not only there mentally, but he's home mentally, really like that turn of phrase by the physicians as well. Just a, an overwhelmingly positive update. Hamlin's still on a ventilator for assistance with, uh, with breathing, but the goal is to extubate him, to remove that intubator, remove the ventilator assistance as the next step and continue the road to recovery. So great sign that the neurological state is intact, to use the medical terminology. And for me, Joe, a weight lifted. You know, we were trying to move forward yesterday after listening to Zach Taylor and DJ Reader and and Joe Burrow speak. But getting the update that concretely there is something very tangible. There's been a substantial improvement, I think, probably great for the mental health of the Cincinnati Bengals and certainly the Bills and and all the fans that were witness to that event. Yeah, I think that's what I took away definitely was. I think it was Dr. Knight and Dr. Prince. They seem to be upbeat. They seem to be, you know, excited to bring the news, uh, you know. So I, I think if everyone sees that and everyone can come away with, okay, we get a – you never get the thumbs up as, as he's leaving the field, you know, as DeMar Hamlin's leaving. So you never get that closure. Even we, we've seen some terrible injuries in the past, but usually you get that and you go, okay, we, we know that there's at least some form of he's going to be all right. 
I think this was the first one of, well, you know, we had the updates last night, but I think today was the first one of, they believe he's going to be okay. And they believe he's going to be fine. They, they said it was too early to talk about football, which I understand, you know, in terms of can he regain that form? Uh, they have a lot of tests still to, to do and some recovery process to let go. But I think you can turn the page at least a little bit and say, okay, there is, there are games coming up. There are games in a few days, um, multiple teams, obviously that are, that are affected here are players and, and, you know, all around the league going to have to look forward to that. And, and if you can, figure out a way to get back to normal, which I do think is part of the healing process for a lot of people. I even had people that, you know, wanted to reach out to me and say, uh, you know, just thanks for talking about football things or other things, seating, whatever it may be, just to get your mind off it and feel like things are normal so that you can uh, feel a little bit better about the situation or however it helps you get over it. Yeah, it's going to be different for every person. There have been people that think we're dwelling on this too long. There have been people who have reached out and really appreciated the way that we've address this as as I've been doing this podcast this week and it's not to make it about me clearly but it's it's just hard to to get through you know how do we continue to to do this content in a way that's respectful and balances all the things that that are going to resonate with the most people you know that that, that we can reach and you know Luana Rumo said it pretty well when he spoke to the media on Thursday as well, essentially saying, you know, it's been in the past, like, okay, he's going to be okay when he sees a player go down with an injury. And now it's, you know, please be okay. And it's, it's a shift in the way I think that a lot of people around the Bengals and bills around the NFL will, will react to injuries and, you know, also echoing what Luana Rumo said, hopefully we never see it again. I've said that of course all along and that's very obvious dr pritz and dr knight were those names good good recollection there from uc health and again i I think i've said this on the podcast this week i am very proud to have worked with uc health back in the day in a previous life in a previous job with a, a major project and have a lot of high esteem for that medical organization and you know obviously this this doesn't do anything but elevate that opinion. They also spoke glowingly in case you did miss that press conference, which perhaps you didn't, and this is redundant for you. So if that's you, sorry, but they spoke glowingly of the way medical staff on the field reacted. Uh, Bill's athletic trainer, do you remember the name, Joe? I don't, but I saw yeah, Ian Rappaport said something about him as well. Yeah, Bill's athletic trainer was out there to recognize the need for CPR, quickly administer the CPR. So again, you've probably heard this a lot this week. Have you been following this story? Bystander, high-quality bystander CPR in the case of uh, uh, an event like this, a cardiac arrest, is instrumental in survival rates. Knowing how to use an AED, an automatic electronic defibrillator device, pivotal. In, in keeping people alive in these situations. So if that is something that you would like to learn, you can go seek out a CPR training course. Many, many people have talked about this. This is again, not novel, just repeating what I thought was nice ideas from others. And they did clarify as well that he only had to be resuscitated once. It wasn't, remember the original report was that it was twice. They yeah, wanted so to clarify his, that. His uncle had said twice the next day, Jordan, uh, I don't remember his last name either. His his marketing rep gave an interview and clarified that it was only once in the doctors again, like you said, clarifying that, that there was one resuscitation. Also on Thursday, reports 
in the morning were that the league was leaning toward no contest. And around the time of recording this podcast, which is about noon my time, 3 Eastern time, AP reports that the game will not be resumed, which people are, and I think probably rightfully assuming, means that the game has been deemed or will be deemed a no contest, which certainly I think has some some impacts that we can talk about uh well we can we can talk a little bit about the fairness component of things that has been a a big conversation point certainly so we'll do that coming up next today's episode of locked on bengals is brought to you by prize picks which we've been telling you about all season this year and it's really easy daily fantasy without competing against the hordes the millions of people that submit their spreadsheet warrior submissions to try to maximize their chances. When you just pick two to five players and whether they will score more or less in their prize picks projections, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. They have NBA, NFL, cricket. I, I love talking about the obscure sports that they have these available for esports, NASCAR, tennis, but of course, football available to you and you can get those entries in in 60 seconds or less it's really easy in 30 states and in canada download the prize picks or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can get a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on again if you give 100 in your deposit they will give you 100 back to play with if you deposit 50 they'll give you 50 to play with again promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 this is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So, Joe, if the game is a no contest that locks in the AFC North for the Cincinnati Bengals, it locks in that the Bengals will not be able to compete for the number one seed in the AFC. It means that the Bills no longer control their own destiny for the one seed in the AFC. It means the Ravens don't have a shot at the AFC North, the two seed is still alive for the Bengals. If the Bengals win and the Bills do not win their game against the New England Patriots on Sunday, those games happening simultaneously. I think for that to work out, the Chiefs may play into that. Do you know, Joe? So if the Chiefs and Bills lose and Bengals win, do you know that outcome? Yeah, that would be Bills 1, Chiefs 2, Bengals 3. Based on and this is again based off winning percentage, which is what they would do since we have two teams with only 16 games played and the rest of the, the AFC obviously was 17. Uh, you'd have to use winning percentage, which we will get to the fair and unfair part of how that works out. Again, we you just kind of listed how the Bengals would never have a chance at the number one. It was a slim chance as it was to you know you needed the the Raiders to beat the Chiefs coming up this uh, Saturday night. I believe that game is. But on, still, on the other hand, you, it kind of really takes away the chance for the number two seed. And I think that's the the, the part where I think people are going to feel the most unfair about. Uh, you still have that chance 
if the Bengals win, Bills lose. We've said that. But I also do think of the Ravens. I know we shouldn't too much. But you really don't give them a chance to win the division now. This game in Week 18 really just comes down to seeding, and you kind of have to figure out if that's worth it. I think we're still waiting for the league to figure out the impact of how seeding works in the AFC. Yeah, I think that's the the very big unknown at this point because there was some discussion on Thursday morning and at the time of recording, this isn't decided about neutral site games, at least in the AFC championship. And I would assume if they're considering that seeding has been impacted, so they're going to play the AFC championship game on a neutral site, which is a pretty radical move from the NFL. It's something that I'm surprised they were considering enough for it to be something that Adam Schefter was talking about on Thursday. He said only if the Bengals or Bills made it that far, which the odds are that one of them would because they would, the way it's seated right now, would meet each other in the divisional round. One would potentially move on if everyone wins, if things go the way we expect. Right. Of course, there can be upsets, but the the idea there would be that if, if teams that meet in the AFC championship game have a different number of games played, which means Bengals, Bills, and that game not being played impacted seeding. So Bengals, Bills against Chiefs, I think, is the only one where home field would be disputed based on based on who would have won that game that did not happen. Yeah. Uh, that game could potentially be played on a neutral site. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think if it was Chiefs, Bengals, and the Chiefs win their game on Sun Saturday, whenever they play this weekend, that means that the Bengals could have never gotten to the one seed. So that game would still be in Kansas City because Kansas the, City would have won their games. This is true, but you also get Kansas City the number one seed and Bengals' Bills would have had to play. Let's say everyone moves on based on their seeding and projections. That means Bills-Bengals would have played round two rather than Bengals-Chiefs, which so right. it kind of does have an impact that way. So I can see them still saying, you know what, if that happens, we're going neutral no matter what if the top three seeds make it. I would be surprised if they take that leap of, of logic. Just, I mean, I would be, I'm surprised they're considering neutral field in the first place, quite frankly. And many Bengals fans are going to feel like that's not fair either, especially season ticket holders who have expressed frustration with you know, excitement to be able to attend at least two, maybe three uh, games at home. I guess that would be unlikely, but the, the, the ability to, to attend more than one playoff home game, frustration with having, you know, missed out on a regular season game, because everyone, I think, in addition to understanding the tragic situation that happened, it, it's a shame on top of that, and much mm-hmm. secondarily to that, you know, this doesn't matter nearly as much, very obviously, but that could have been a really good football game. And so it's a shame that, you know, in addition to everything else that's happened, that was lost. Uh, obviously, secondary. I don't mean to to put that on the same level at all. Just to be perfectly clear about that. But um, but this would be the time to talk about the game because if it is canceled and won't be resumed, like someone even asked me yesterday, are you going to review even the first ten minutes of the game? And the NFL hasn't made the film or even the game watchable on NFL Plus. If you're a subscriber. I wonder if they will now. I wonder if that'll ever happen. I would like to watch it, just thinking football-wise. I would like to watch it and see what happened. I thought it was very interesting, just even in the 10 minutes we got, you know, sitting at the game, watching the coverages the Bills were playing and what the Bill, the Bengals were doing to counteract. So mm-hmm. I would be interested in seeing that, just to do the football part of it. There, There is a football part of it, certainly, that will be relevant if these teams do play each other again. Uh, Denny Kellington, by the way, the name of that 
Bill's assistant athletic trainer who administers CPR to Damar Hamlin. So shout out Denny Kellington, mm. uh, which I'm sure many people are doing today. And I will join that chorus. So anyway, let, let's have a conversation about fairness real quick before we talk about how this is unfair, because it is unfair. It was always going to be unfair, I think. Um, but people suggesting that the fairest thing is for the bills to forfeit. Um, I, I think we just need to have a conversation about what fairness is. So to me, fairness is everyone having equal fairness in the context of the NFL is everyone having equal opportunity to achieve whatever goal there is, you know, injuries happen, bad bounces of the ball happen, but everyone had equal opportunity going into this year. You remove one game inherently. Now things are unfair. Not everyone has had equal opportunity because two teams lost one game that impacts the Ravens. Of course, as we've discussed, that impacts the, the Bills who lo- lose their hold on the one seat, as we've discussed, that impacts the Bengals who don't have their chance for a head-to-head victory over the Bills, which would put them ahead of the Bills in the playoff standings. That impacts the Chiefs in an unfair way in that it puts them in the driver's seat for the one seat. It's a good outcome, quote-unquote, for the Chiefs. It's not fair. Is fairness the most important thing is a question that I think people ought to be grappling with. Uh, in, in most circumstances, when we talk about sports, fairness is the most important thing. That's part of what makes sports great, in my opinion, is that they are meant to be fair. I think that there are some circumstances where fairness is not the most important thing. And I'm not going to sit here and try to convince people I guess because, you know, I think people have very powerful opinions about about what should be happening here. My opinion is probably that fairness is not the most important thing right now. I think it's still very important. I think finding the most fair outcome is important within consideration of the circumstances. Yeah, you're never going to perfectly make it fair again. And I think there are accepting that by not continuing this game, but they are also looking at all options to get fairness or competitive balance. You know, I guess those go hand in hand, especially when talking about sports, trying to get that as close as possible or to the point of it impacting maybe all of the teams or in the AFC or impacting all of the, the the teams that had a chance at the number one seed. And I think that's why we've seen reports uh, today as well that said the NFL could explore the option of adding an eighth, AFC playoff team. This would give nobody a bye week. And and then the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs all have home games. And I don't know if this links with the previous reports of neutral sites, but you could see if you're like, okay, no uh, AFC championship game if those teams make it neutral field. And there's eight playoff teams the Chiefs would have to play week one. I mean, just looking on the surface, that seems like a fair way to do it. Now, is that fair for the teams that now have a chance to get into the playoffs as an eighth seed and maybe put guys on IR or started a backup quarterback maybe when they thought they were out? Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, everyone's impacted in some way of of some unfairness here. Even the Chiefs, probably not as a team, but the fans of thinking a neutral site game, no, that should be our AFC championship playoff game in Kansas City for the fifth year in a row. Well, I mean, if it, if that's all you're losing, then you're probably getting the better end of it. But that would be impacting probably, just looking at the standings, 11 teams going into the final week. It makes a lot of these games more important. I could see the league liking that. I could see networks and the league saying, hey, we lost a big game. We lost a lot of 
sponsorship opportunity that in Bengals Bills, we're adding that game now as a playoff game. Maybe ESPN even carries that, whoever it may be. Uh, you, it's obviously not Bengals Bills, but you carry an extra game there. You find a way to, to regain some of that revenue if you lose any. At looking at it from a league perspective, again, all this pales in comparison to the health of Demar Hamlin. I think we all understand that, but since it seems like we're turning the page to talk about football, all of these options are, are being considered. It seems. Yeah, I. I... I'm a little bit encouraged that the league seems to be through various leaks considering some of these more creative outcomes. I, I think that a lot of people think the game should be resumed. A lot of people think the bill should forfeit the game. I will point out, I guess, that the Bengals didn't want to continue that game either. I would encourage you to listen to Joe Burrow and DJ Reader when they talk about what their experience was. DJ Reader in particular, to me, doesn't feel very clear on playing this weekend. Uh, at least yesterday he didn't. Um, he says he's going to play. Didn't feel like he could answer whether he wanted to play. And, yeah. you know, explain that away however you want. I'm choosing to listen to what was said. And I, I think that listening to the players right now, which we should always do, uh, is is more important um and i was just gonna add that it, it was mixed feelings within the fan base too i mean it, it, you can see the way you get comments yeah. on social media but even in the stadium uh the murmurs to be talking to people around you some people are like yeah this game's done there's no way they can play like in right away this isn't within you know the five to 15 minute window we had like right away people were like whoa this they're not going to keep playing this this looks terrible look at the players faces i was sitting with former players as well and it was split between them one guy was like yep that's it Game over. There's no way the guys can go out there. Well, someone else was like, strap them up. You got to go. We've seen crazy things before. So it's going to be a fractured opinion no matter what. So you just got to make a decision, hope for the best, and hope for the most fair uh, you know, consideration here. And I'm with you. Like The fact that they're even considering these options is positive to me because the NFL can do whatever they want. People are bringing up rules and what Goodell has to do. Listen, that. Listen, the, the league can make it up as they go, yeah. as we've seen before. And it seems like they are. But if they're trying to do it in a competitive way, then I can get behind it. They can and they will. And uh, there's a football game on Sunday. And uh, there, there's another point that I want to make here. So we'll wrap up the show talking a little bit about this Bengals-Ravens game coming up in Week 18. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, news, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season and baseball, sorry, basketball. Sorry, we're in basketball season, not baseball season. Uh, we They've got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse 
with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Week 18 game, certainly something to talk about. Before we get there, really quick point. This Bengals team last year won two road playoff games to go to the Super Bowl. This Bengals team this year is 6-3 and three on the road. They've had some tough wins on the road. They're 6-1 and one at home. They've been great at home. The start to that game against the Bills was very promising. Point of this is, is that if you feel like you've been robbed of a home game, maybe you have. And that stinks. I'm sorry. I mean, not for myself, but I'm sorry that you've lost something if you're feeling that way. Because it, it is. It is a bad feeling. Something is unfair that's happening. At the same time, from a football perspective, home field advantage does matter, but recent evidence suggests that it matters less, overwhelmingly matters less the last few years. I don't know what the data says this year. Um, but this Bengals team is a good team. They can, they can win on the road. They can win at home. They can beat these good teams in the AFC. So we're talking about Playing a game at home or not really is, is the outcome here, right? Is, is the second game of the playoffs, assuming that they handle business in week one when they're at home playing a wild card team, is that game at home or on the road? Because like you said, Joe, the one seed was a long shot. and We'll see what happens to the Chiefs this weekend. Um, the Bengals can still win that game. So not the end of the world to me. Unfair, yes. End of the world, for me, again, no, these players are going to move on. They're going to make the most of their circumstances. And I think we can take a cue from them there. I think the layers that add to it, if this was just a game versus maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Browns or, you know, name another AFC team that we don't expect to make the playoffs. I think the layer of being the head-to-head with the Bills, having that advantage over them if you win that game, which means they would have to come to Cincinnati in a potential rematch in the, in the playoffs plus the layer of the mystique of going to Kansas City or Buffalo in January is known to be tough. And so I think losing that advantage uh, is is hurting people and at least putting some doubts or maybe making you nervous about the, the Bengals' hopes. But you're right. You're, I, I like the way you led that off with they've done it already, and they're a better team this year, and it can be done again. Sure, doesn't mean it will, no, but – everything is still in front of you. Ultimate goal, how you started this in terms of fairness, do you still have the chance of of obtaining what you set out to achieve? You do. Yeah, the number one seed, unlikely now. But do you have the goal? Do you have the opportunity to still win playoff games, make a deep run, and eventually get to the Super Bowl? You do. It just may be slightly more challenging than than it could have been. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with the neutral site games, right? Maybe there is no going to Buffalo and the mystique of Buffalo in the winter. And I do think and hope, and we didn't talk about this earlier, that they're also considering what happens if the Bengals and Bills meet in the second week of the playoffs. I I do 
find the argument that the Bengals shouldn't have to go to Buffalo for that game to be somewhat sympathetic because they lost their chance to go head to head with Buffalo in the regular season and prove whether or not that game should have been in Buffalo or Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that. Uh, I, I am sympathetic to that. At the same time, I, you know, you can see the NFL saying, well, you shouldn't have lost to Pittsburgh in week one. You know, <laughs> exactly. the other 16 <laughs> games that you got, you got 16 games. You didn't get the head to head. Well, look, you didn't have the head to head with Tennessee last year either. Tennessee was a one seed. You had to go to Tennessee. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the way that things happen sometimes. You could see the NFL being kind of insensitive to Bengals fans' complaints in that way as well. And I think the same would go for Ravens. If you, if there was to say to the league, hey, this is unfair to us, we should have had our chance or, or at least seen it play out fully. Uh, and the way the odds look for the playoffs, if everything goes the way we expect from here on out, there you could end up playing the Chargers or whoever the the other AFC East team looks like could be the wildcard team. But the most likely opponent in the playoffs would be the Ravens, playing them week 18 and then potentially in the wildcard. Baltimore, you will get your chance. If you believe you've been slighted or you should be the AFC uh, division winner, you will get your chance to beat the Bengals, not just once but twice. Not that one matters much. Helps in seeding, but uh, you will get your opportunity again, and it sounds like a, you'll get it uh, You know, if everything goes the way we expect. It, it likely is yeah. the most likely opponent in the first round of the playoffs is Baltimore. Well, how do you handle now if you're the if you're the Bengals and now the that's the other part too the Bengals Ravens game is one o'clock it was to be determined mm-hmm. they they set that at one o'clock that's the same time as Bills Patriots which is what I expected when I was looking at the schedule yesterday okay to play these two at the same time because there is some seating implication there do you clock watch do you scoreboard watch as you're going you know maybe you start your Bengals starters because you only got the ten minutes of them being out there last week. So do you go, okay, we're going to put you guys out there, make sure you're fresh, make sure we're humming a little bit. If the game gets crazy in Buffalo between the Patriots, if it becomes one-sided, maybe we pull our guys out then. You guys got your work in. We got your 1,000 yards for Jamar Chase or whatever you, whatever you know, personal goals you're going for in that final week, and then just go from there. Or are you going completely, playing completely, trying to stay hot? Because you kind of had now a mini-bye week uh, in week 16 or 17. I've heard people say that. And I want to talk about all the things you brought up, but I've heard people say that it's a mini bye week, and I disagree. I they do too, had for a the record. Week of practice and a full warm up for the game, and they had a game plan for the like they did all the work, except they didn't they didn't play the final three three quarters and six mm-hmm. minutes of the game or whatever it was. People talking about oh they got this rest and all like no they didn't man. The, 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 a bye week is different from what the Bengals just went through. They just avoided 45, 50 minutes of potential injuries happening. And, and you know, the cost of that is losing a game. So I don't think it's a bye week, and I'm glad we agree about that, um, or mini bye week or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. And I've seen some fans of opposing fan bases saying, oh, the Bengals just got all that extra. Like, no, they didn't, man. They just went through an entire week of work. So uh, that aside, um as far as playing starters, I think those are the two options. I, if I'm Zach Taylor, I'm not just straight resting guys. I think that the two seed is very much still in play. I think that the guys probably want to play football. Uh, I would I would at least listen to them. Uh, the, the, the feeling that I get listening to coaches is that they think that once these guys start playing football, and Louie Anarumo said this almost verbatim, once they start playing football, things will be kind of – They'll, they'll be football again, you know, they'll be normal ish. 
Joe Burrow has said that his way of processing things like this is to get things, get back into the routine, get back to normal as quickly as possible. And he also acknowledged that everyone processes things differently. And so, you know, maybe there's a mix, but there's still a lot of incentive to play this game. There are a lot of good reasons to play this game for the Bengals. Um, I, I keep thinking about that year the Bengals kind of phoned it in against the Jets in week 17. And then 2009, the right? I, I don't remember. What it had to be the was. nine because it was Mark Sanchez and the, yeah, that was it. And, and then and then it didn't go well for them in the playoffs. And not that this is like that. There, there are many, 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 many differences, right? But teams tend to want to avoid backing into the playoffs. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the Bengals be one of those teams right now. And you could kind of force the Ravens backing in. They haven't been hot. I know they've won. You know, they've, they've stayed afloat without Lamar Jackson, but it hasn't looked good. And if you can handle them, but again, it'd be a different team because they do. There was reports today that the Ravens expect, I think it was Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show, saying he expects Lamar Jackson or they expect Lamar Jackson, which I think adds a little different layer, uh, to be ready come playoffs. And if that's the case, then again, we got a completely different showdown and matchup there. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> right. We'll see with Lamar, right? But uh, on Thursday, reports were that his backup, uh, Tyler Huntley, wasn't even practicing. So they're looking third-string quarterback for this game against the Bengals right now on Thursday. We'll see if if that changes, something to keep an eye on. And, you know, we didn't really get the chance to talk very much about this matchup. Talked a little bit about it on the crossover yesterday with Kevin. Was hoping to get to it a little bit more today, Joe. Uh, really hard to know what this game is going to look like. But, you know, Joe Burrow saying they didn't start thinking about the game until Wednesday. Uh, Brian Callahan said they did start game planning on Tuesday as a coaching staff. He said it was really weird, and I don't doubt that at all. That was probably a pretty eerie feeling to be to be working on a game plan on Tuesday for those guys. But it seems like they're they're going to go out there and try to play football, and we'll get a good look at this team against a good defense. The Ravens' defense is like the Patriots, like the Bills, uh, been on fire really since their bye week. Kevin mentioned yesterday, since their bye, giving up less than 14 points per game, uh, somehow managing a winning record in that time, I think. Yeah, 3-2. Uh, with, with averaging 14 points a game on offense, which is remarkable. So uh, a fun test for this offense, and, and that's really where I'm looking in this game because while the Ravens have gotten a little bit going on the ground in the running game, I mean, when you're on your third-string quarterback, you have no receivers to speak of. Your offense is running backs and offensive line and a tight end. If, we, if the Bengals' defense is what we think it is, you you would hope that they could take care of business, in my opinion, Yeah, if they're in a good state of mind. And, and then, to me, it's the strength-on-strength matchup in the game is Bengals' offense, Ravens' defense. Yeah, and looking at the Ravens' practice report, they had a lot of veteran rest days or guys coming back from injury. They're giving them extra time. It looked now just off the injury report. It looked like they're thinking like, okay, it is what it is. Let's get to the playoffs and uh, get these guys healthy for that. Which Bengals may use the same mindset guy, like maybe Sam Hubbard. You don't push him. You just let him give him an extra week. That'd be great. Maybe even Trey Hendrickson. Whatever you know, uh, even though he's not on injury report anymore, I'm sure the guys are dealing with things that are not uh, on the report. Bengals look fairly healthy, or as healthy as you probably can be heading into the playoffs at this point in the year. So does that play a factor? Again, I think mostly I'm looking for the mental, maybe emotional part of everything. I just saw a report, I was 
scrolling through Twitter while you're reading the last ad there that uh, Demar Hamlin's father did a Zoom call with the Bills locker room, and everyone oh. said it was like a relief for the entire uh, locker room. They had a round of applause when they saw him and said the, the feeling was, all right, let's get back to normal. And I wonder if we'll see a similar. You can probably extrapolate that. Maybe the Bengals will get some word or maybe a good vibe uh, to say, you know, go ahead and carry on with football. Yeah, it is notable, of course, that he the first thought. I mean, what a football guy, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I've been gone from the world for two days. Well, Did that's my, that was my thought, too. You wake up and you go, what's going on? Why are all these people staring at me? Like, I can only imagine what that has to be like, you know, as you as you come to. Yeah. True, true football guy, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, great to hear that we've got that positive update. We'll see what happens with uh, the Ravens playing their starters this week. Found the Ravens. I probably don't. Right. Frankly, uh, I, I talked about this with Kevin yesterday on the crossover, too. Uh, his position is that the Ravens have bad memories of resting their guys and going for a three-week rest, essentially, uh, when they had the one seed in 2017, I think it was, and th- that not going so well for them and them trying to find their way a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. So maybe they play their guys on offense and try to rest guys on defense. Calais Campbell trying to get back from injury. like Maybe they give him the extra time, the way you're talking about the Bengals getting yeah. hovered, some extra time. So we'll see what happens with guys playing in this game i don't know if kevin brought it up though but their scenario is if they lose and the the chargers win i believe it is or am i the opposite it might be rave yeah it's the other way around then that's how you get chargers Bengals, ravens versus jaguars i believe that or if it's the titans but that's an easier matchup i think if you're looking from the ravens perspective of why they may be motivated to want to win this game yeah I, i i guess so it depends on how they feel about you know familiarity with an opponent versus True. going to deal with a pretty hot. I mean, the Bengals are also hot. I, I wouldn't want to play the Bengals. I would rather play the Jaguars. Yes, but uh, I I don't know. I guess you'll know beforehand though, right? That game is no. That's the the Chargers game is after. No, the I was thinking the Titans Jags. Oh yes, because you know that will be handled. You'll know who you have to if the Titans somehow pull that out. You may go. Let's go for this. I mean, let's go play the Titans right now. They've got yeah. Ryan Tannehill on IR. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd be surprised if that happens. We'll see. I-, I can see there being motivation for the Ravens to play their starters. I can also see them just trying to get to the playoffs without a quarterback and uh, trying to do some damage there because once you're in the dance, who knows what happens, right? But that's right. For the Bengals, I-, I think there's plenty of incentive to win regardless of what the Ravens do. And so hopefully these guys are in a good state of mind. I, I think they have the leadership to get there and and to go ahead and, and try to get back to normal, as Joe Burrow said, and to move uh, ahead without moving on. Is that the Vinny Ray quote, I think, via Zach Taylor? And so we'll see if we can get some of that on Sunday. And I forgot to mention this at the top of the show again, and we have very few people, I'm sure, still listening here as we're at the end of the show. James is fine, everyone. He'll be back on Sunday after the game. And we'll talk to you then, Joe. Thanks for the little bit of time here on Thursday before you head off to work. And until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Who day? And have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.